Today I want to talk to you a very short time here. Well, I hope it's short. You never know. Um, a little bit of time here on, on the, uh, the presence, about the presence of God. And I'm going to ask you a question, and there's no right or wrong answer to, to this, but how many of you believe that you have felt the presence of God at some point in your life? You believe that you have felt the presence of God at some point in your life. So, for you who are in, in the building this morning, I got a question for you. It's kind of like a follow-up question because I'm curious. Um, how many of you would say that you felt the presence of God today? Amen. Okay. Okay. So here's the follow-up question. How do you know? How do you know you felt the presence of God today? I mean, did you get a tingling? Because sometimes I, I feel that, you know, like, you get the goosebumps. You feel the presence of God. Um, did, you, did you feel an unusual, like, heavenly peace? Even though your, your life might be chaotic at times, but you still you felt the presence of God and peace? Is that how you knew that you were in the presence of God? Because God's presence can give you a tingling feeling. Amen. You can get goosebumps in the presence of God. But I've also been in this church when there was no heat and I had goosebumps. Because it was cold. Amen. God's presence can make you cry. Right, but so can a, a, a movie or a, a YouTube video. One of those heartwarming, touching things. I always, always tear up at the the, the ones where a soldier surprises his family that he's home, like at a football game or something like that. You know, he ends up being the mascot, and you know, the, his daughter's a cheerleader. That kind of thing always brings a tear to my eye. And God's presence is incredibly peaceful. But at the same time, so is sitting in a hot tub with some nice music, relaxing music, maybe some candles. You know, it can be a peaceful scene. So how do you know when you feel the presence of God? And if you didn't feel the presence of God in worship today, if you, if, you, if you can't say that you've ever felt the presence of God, follow-up question is, whose fault is it? Whose fault if you didn't feel God? Is it God's fault? Is He holding back on you? I mean, he, He's revealing Himself to somebody beside you but, or around you, but He skipped over you? Was it your fault? Like, weren't you paying attention? Or, or you weren't ready? Or, or maybe it was the, the worship leader's fault because he didn't pick your favorite songs. Or the music was too loud. Whose fault is it? What do you do when you want to feel the presence of God, but you don't feel God? 
Some people, I mean, have you ever talked to people that seem like they, they experience the presence of God all the time? I mean, you know, you, they seem like, man, God is just so real to them. And then sometimes you don't feel him. Or maybe to you, you don't even know if God is real. Is he there? So today we're going to answer those questions. We're actually going to let God's word answer those questions. Uh, And the title for today's message is When God Feels Far Away. When God Feels Far Away. So Father, today we ask that as we draw near to you, that you would not be far away, Lord, but you would do what your word says, Lord, and draw near to us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. Turn to a person near you. I know we're kind of scattered this morning. And just say, God is with you today. Amen. Amen. So what do you do if you don't feel the presence of God? Well, I want to tell you that if you don't always feel the presence of God, you're not alone. If you don't always feel the presence of God, you're not alone. If you, if you draw near to Him and you don't always feel or experience some kind of supernatural moment, you are not at all alone. In fact, the psalmist in the Old Testament, Psalm uh, 88, it's there in your notes, Psalm 88, verses 13 through 14. You can almost hear the pain in the psalmist's voice here as he says to God, But I cried to you for help, Lord. In the morning my prayer comes before you. Why, Lord, do you reject me and hide your face from me? God, I'm doing everything that I can do. Everything that you want me to do. I'm seeking you in the morning. I'm crying out to you. I'm believing that you are there. But God, why can't I feel your presence? If you've ever felt like that, you're not alone. Because David in the Old Testament, the one who often says that I did experience God, is the same one who says, I'm running from, for my life from my enemies, God, and I can't find you enemy anywhere. Have you forgotten me, God? Do you hear the cries of my heart? In the New Testament, excuse me, in the New Testament, Paul, one of the greatest spiritual leaders in the history of the world, who found himself blinded by some kind of heavenly light and a shield uh, by the glory of God and, and experienced the resurrected Christ, he physically experienced Christ. After his death, after his resurrection, after his ascension, Paul met Jesus face to face. All he wanted to do is is preach. And yet after that experience, he finds himself wandering for three years and suffering in obscurity for 14 years, building tents. And all he wanted to do was reach the world for Jesus. And he was just, for 14 years, we don't, you don't realize this, you know, in Scripture, though, he was, there's time period between chapters in books, okay? And Paul 
was, was building, making tents, being a tent maker for 14 years. And all he wanted to do was preach. He knew he had been preached, he had been called to reach the, 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 the world for God. But the most emotional one to me, though, by far, is Jesus. The one who walked intimately with his father and did his will. His whole life on earth, his one mission was to glorify God in every single way. And he's obedient even to death on the cross. And Jesus hanging there on the cross, stripped naked, being shamed by by the creation that he made, mocking their creator. And he became sin for us. And in a mysterious way, God pulls back or God turns away. He cannot look at sin. He's too holy. And I can't explain it all, but Jesus, the Son of God, who's done nothing but the will of the Father, cries out on the cross, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why can't I feel you? If you've ever wondered why you don't always feel the presence of God, you're not alone. And I can't fully understand every answer to you know, that, that question of why. But I can give you some possible spiritual reasons why we don't always feel God. And we're going to look at three different reasons today why we don't always feel God. So if you've ever asked the question, why am I not experiencing the presence of God? One possibility is this. Number one, maybe you're over-sensationalizing God's presence. Maybe you're over-sensationalizing God's presence. You're looking, always looking for something supernatural, something awe-inspiring in the presence of God. And God will do that. But it's not always that. Let me show you an example. Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 30. Here's the, here's the kind of the context of what this was. Jesus was explaining some stuff to some, to some people. And the thing is, they always wanted a sign. Jesus, we want a sign. We want a sign. Give me something special, God. Some people were always looking for some kind of sign, something in the heavens, you know, do something. And in John chapter 6, verse 30, it says, And so they asked Jesus, What sign, what sign then will you give us that we may see it and believe you? They were asking Jesus, What are you going to do to impress us? What are you going to do to prove your divinity? Give us a sign. Show us something. And a lot of us do that. I know I do. You know, maybe you, maybe you need to make a decision for something. You know, should I change jobs? Or, you know, what do I need to do here, God? Do, do I need to go somewhere else? Do I need to do something else? Uh, you know, we, we, we call it laying a fleece out before God, right? God, I need you to show me a sign. 
you're praying there, you know, God, if a, if a camel walks into my room right now, I know it's you. Just give me a sign. Let me know that you are real. Just give me a sign. That's not always a sign that we need. But sometimes we just over-sensationalize God's presence. And so if you wonder what's wrong with you, why why don't I feel the presence of God? I want to tell you that your feelings are not the only evidence of the presence of God. Because the truth is, if you always felt God, you wouldn't need faith. Let me say that again. If you always felt God, you wouldn't need faith. You don't trust everyone, everything your feelings tell you, right? If, you've, if you trusted your feelings all the time, if you trusted everything your feelings told you to do, you'd be in jail right now. I know I would be. Feelings aren't the only evidence of the presence of God. For example, as a pastor, you know, I guess, I guess you could say that my job as a pastor is as spiritual as it gets, right? My job as a pastor is all about God, the Holy Spirit. It's about Jesus. And most of the time, it's just, but most of the time, it's just an ordinary thing. I go to work every day and have a job outside of church. Right? Just like you know, some of you do. You, you go about your day. You do your job. You go. You come back. You do the work around the house. It's just an ordinary day. But don't you know that God can be with you in the ordinary, everyday work that you do? I mean, as a pastor, you know, tell you the truth, when I'm at work, man, there's some days you can, I'm going to owe you. Or Starbucks coffee, you can ask her. There are some days that are rough, man. It's just, and I don't feel God's presence. So maybe if we're looking for a sign, maybe we're over-sensationalizing God's presence. God presence. A second reason you might not be experiencing God is maybe your heart is hardened. Ooh, now we're getting a little deeper here, right? If you don't feel God's presence, maybe your heart is hardened. Matthew chapter 13. Now, I didn't write down the verse. It's probably in your notes there. Jesus was quoting a a prophecy from Isaiah, and he said this. He said, you'll ever be hearing but never understanding. You'll ever be seeing but never perceiving. Now, why would he say, people, that you're you're hearing but you're not understanding? You're seeing but you're not perceiving. Why would he say that? He says, for this people's hearts have become callous. Their hearts have become hardened. They hardly hear with their ears and they're closed and they've closed their eyes. That's why oftentimes when I pray about the, 
for people that don't know Jesus, that they would that he would open up their eyes and, and unstop their ears so that they could see and hear the goodness of God. But why don't we always experience that presence? Maybe you're a Christian, but maybe your heart has become hardened. It could be that somebody did something to you. They hurt you. They, 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 they closed off. Uh, so they hurt you and you closed off your heart toward people and toward God. And maybe you had a disappointment and you thoroughly thought, God, I prayed about this. Why? You know, and I had faith, Lord God, but you didn't do it the way that I thought you would do it. And so, God, I'm mad at you and you harden your heart towards God. But I would say, based on my study of Scripture, the most likely the number one cause of a hard heart is ongoing sin. Unconfessed sin. When we allow sin, something that displeases God, to rule and reign in in our hearts, and, and, and we don't confess it, you're not warring against it. You're just kind of accepting that that sin is, is there, and your heart grows hard. And I'll explain it a little bit like this of what a hard heart does. If it's freezing outside, it's pretty cold out there, but let's say it's super, super, super ridiculously cold. So you bundle up, put all these coats on. You know, you look like like Ralphie's brother in a Christmas story. You know, you can't put your arms down. Remember that movie? Couldn't put his arms down. He was so bundled up. The thickest coat and gloves and long underwear and hat and scarf. You're covered in clothes and you go outside. What happens? You can't feel the cold. Because you're covered in clothes. You can't feel the cold. That's the same way with with sin. We can allow our, our, our hearts to be covered in sin. And you can't feel God because it's sin that separates us from God. And so I'd like to say super respectfully in the same way I would say to myself. If you don't really feel like you're experiencing the presence of God. I would ask you, is there sin that in your life that you have gotten comfortable with? That sin that you've kind of made friends with. You've kind of rationalized it out. You know, there's all kinds of sin. You know, there's jealousy. Jealous of her perfect hair or makeup. She's got the perfect family. I see them on Facebook all the time and everything's just going just so good for them. Jealousy. Or someone hurt you, and you're just ticked, and you're not going to forgive them, and you're just living in bitterness and unforgiveness. Or perhaps it's a sin of lust. You just look and you look. We are we are surrounded today by so much sexualization around us of the culture. You can't watch TV. Even regular TV during prime time and not have some lustful images show up in front. 
You know, maybe it's like the whole generation of people that have just made friends with being entertained by sin. Go out and stream on Netflix and Hulu and YouTube and you're just just addicted to, you know, Amazon Prime or whatever. And we get entertained by that stuff day in and day out. Then we wonder, why can't I feel the presence of God? In the same way that you're covered in, in clothes, that, that you may not feel the cold, perhaps you're covered in a sin that you're not dealing with before God. And maybe you can't feel the presence of God because of that. I know I'm getting a little personal here. But allow God to speak to you through that. So why is it that you can't feel the experience of the presence of God? Why can't you feel God? Maybe you're over-sensationalizing it. You're looking for a sign. Or maybe your heart has hardened. Or number three, maybe God just wants you to draw closer to Him. Maybe God wants you to draw closer to Him. Acts chapter 17, the context here is Paul was actually preaching in Athens. Paul was preaching in Athens. And in verse 26, he said this, From one man, God made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out, excuse me, their appointed times in histories and the boundaries of their lands. In other words, Paul is saying here, God is in control of everything. God has marked out when you're going to live. God has already seen what your, what your kingdom is going to be like. Now why did he do this? Verse 27 tells us why. He says, God did this so they would seek him. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any of us. Maybe God, maybe God may let you get to a point in your life where you crave him, where you seek him. And sometimes it's, it's the hard times that make us crave him and seek him all the more. Have you ever noticed that, you know, we don't seem to like seek after God in the good times? It's only in the hard when things get hard. Come on now. I'm preaching to, to, I know people who have been in the faith for a while. And we have to be honest with ourselves that sometimes in the good times we forget to seek God. We don't have to worry about it. We're not unlike the Israelites in the Old Testament. Remember, when, when everything was going good, they forgot about God. So God would send in a, a, another nation and, and they would raid the Israelites or they would conquer them. And then when they cried out to God, God would send a judge and a hero to set them free. And then they'd be praising God and then all of a sudden they'd forget about God because things were good. And the only time that they sought God was when things were tough. Almost 20 years ago, it was the same way in the United States. Things got tough because, man, the Twin Towers fell. 
The Pentagon got attacked. Another plane went down in Pennsylvania. And what happened that next Sunday, for not even a year, the churches were packed. People were seeking God because things were tough. Things looked bad. Things were tough. But, but not even a year later, everybody forgot about God. Maybe God is allowing you to not feel His presence so that you can draw closer to Him. Have you ever noticed how challenges and headwinds and suffering often produces the best in you spiritually? It's in the hard times when we grow spiritually. And yet comfort and ease and prosperity produces the, the worst kind of growth that we have spiritually? What does deprivation do? What does deprivation do? If you don't feel like you're close to God, deprivation draws out that desire, right? What happens when you don't eat? You get hungry, right? You get hungry. Give me something to eat. What happens when you, when you don't drink? I'm going to do that right now. You get thirsty, right? You need that water or something to drink. When you don't feel God's presence, guess what? You want Him all the more. You want Him, you need Him, you crave Him, you long for Him. The psalmist says, just like the deer that pants for the water brook, Lord, my soul longs for you. I want your presence, God. When you don't feel it, you want it more. I remember, I'll eat another one for this. Okay. <laughs> when Tina and I first met, she was, you know, she... She was in college, so we met, and it was like the next day she went back to Tennessee. So I called her. And, you know, we, we got to know each other over one, one phone call a week and letters. And then when she would come back home. But I often heard this and really didn't understand it, but I'm sure all of you have heard this saying before. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. When you miss the presence of God, your heart desires it more. And maybe that's what God's trying to do. God's trying to bring you closer to Him in that. So you seek Him, you pray, you read the Bible, you pray, you read the Bible, you fast. Because you want the presence of God. And here's something kind of cool about God. And that's this. God wants to be pursued. He wants you to want Him. He's a relational God. God wants to be in relationship to you. And He's 
desiring that you want to be in a relationship with him. He's a jealous God. He wants your heart. He wants your devotion. He wants your passion. In fact, he gives us an incredible promise in Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. He says this, you will seek me. He says, you will seek me. And what's it say? And find me. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. God is saying, I will be found by you. God desires that relationship so much that even though he's there, he he won't allow you to feel his presence. So that you draw, God, I need you. I hunger, I thirst for you. And what does scripture say about those who hunger and thirst after righteousness? They will be filled. When you draw nigh to him, when you pursue him, when you crave him, when you hunger for him, God loves to be pursued and he loves to reveal himself to you. He loves you so much. So if you don't feel God, remind yourself, just because God feels distant doesn't mean that God is absent. Just because God feels distant does not mean that God is absent. Just because you don't feel Him doesn't mean that He's not there. Don't believe everything that you feel. Your feelings will will fool you. Your feelings are not facts. You have a whole generation that needs to learn that. Your feelings are not facts. Sometimes you've got to get out of your feelings and activate your faith. You just have to believe by faith that if, if I draw near to God, if I draw near to God, if I read His Word, if I pray, if I fast, He is there. Some of you have gone through some difficulties in marriage and you didn't feel like you were in love anymore. And you've worked through that and you've rekindled that love. You didn't walk away. I know sometimes you don't feel like you love your kids. But you don't trust your feelings, right? You love them deep down, but you say, but you've never said, man. I'm giving you up for adoption, right? You pursue them, you love them. If you don't feel God, you don't walk away, you don't blame God. You step into Him, you lean into Him. You desire to have more of Him. Get out of your feelings and activate your faith. Will you ever feel the supernatural presence of an awe-inspiring, overwhelming God that will drop you to your knees? The answer is sometimes yes. You will. I promise you will. If you continue to pursue him, there will be times when he will show up, show off, and stun you where you can't even speak.
goosebumps, tinglys, tears, flat on your face. Sometimes, occasionally, Maybe that happens to you, but it doesn't always happen to me. I experience him most in the ordinary, everyday, simple moments of my day. When just a reminder of something, of what God has done, pops into my head. When I remember a verse that applies to something that I'm going through, through right when I need it. Maybe it's when you open up your YouVersion app, uh, the Bible app, and, and the verse of the day just like catches you. Say, God, that's what I needed today. Then you say, oh, there's God. There's God. He knew what I needed today. Or you open up the, the, um, our daily bread and you read something and you go, God, that's for me today. Or maybe you're having a uh, uh, one of those days when it just seems like you have just had a tough time and a friend reaches out to you and says, hey, God put you on my, in my heart today and I was praying for you. And you say, ah, there's the presence of God. Or you're, ran, you're running dry and you feel spiritually dry and you get a message, a little video of your kids or your grandkids, and you hear them praying a, a big prayer in faith. You say, man, there's God. That's the presence of God. Or you flip on the radio, and there's a song on the radio that just speaks to your heart, and the Holy Spirit touches you. See, that's the presence of God. Or maybe it's when you're on your way to church and you are just so tired, you are depressed. It took everything in your power to get out of bed, get dressed, get in the car, and you're on your way to church. And when you walk in, God meets you where you are. And he gives you a word that you needed to hear. And he tells you this. If you seek me, you will find me. Just about two months ago, we celebrated Christmas, the birth of Jesus. And an angel of the Lord in that whole story, you hear about the angel of the Lord, and here's the thing. Talks to Joseph in a dream, and he said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She'll give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. Scripture says that all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, which means, what's it mean, church? God with us. God with us. 
Sometimes you have to get over your feelings and activate your faith. The faith that God will never leave you, he will never uh, forsake you. The faith that when you don't know what to do, he is with you and your God. When you're, you're, you're hurting and your life is falling apart, he is with you as your comforter. When you feel all alone and don't know where to turn, he is with you as a friend who sticks closer than a brother. When you can't sleep and you're overwhelmed by anxiety, he is with you as a heavenly peace that, begot, that uh, goes beyond your ability to even understand. When you're covered in sin, as we all often are, he is Emmanuel. He is with you as your Savior. Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, who gave his life so that we could be forgiven. God in the flesh. God with us. So this morning, if you don't feel God, maybe you're over, over sensationalizing it. Maybe your heart has grown hard along the way. Maybe God wants to draw you closer. So what are you going to do? You're going to draw near to him. Call on him in every situation. Call on him. When you have to go to work and you have to do something big, ask him for grace and his presence. When you feel like you're all alone, when you're hurting, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for you. When you're overwhelmed, just cry out the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Back many years ago, when I was young, I couldn't tell you how old I was. Young enough to sleep in my own room in my own bed. Well, shared a room with my brother, but was in my own bed. And I would wake up in the middle of the night in terror. It felt like demons were after me. Like they were coming and chasing me. My eyes were wide open and it was almost like I could see them after me, I remember running out of the, getting out of bed, running down to my parents and hopping in bed with them. And I remember my mother just teaching me the simple prayer, just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. Just say Jesus. I remember saying Jesus. Jesus. Jesus being able to have peace and go back to sleep. Call out to God in the, the middle of those nights when you feel like you're all alone. And here's the, here's the good news. No matter what you're going through, no matter what you're facing, no matter what that weight feels like, no matter how overwhelming the moment seems, If you seek him, if you draw near to him, if you seek him with all your heart, his word is true. You will find him. Because when you draw close to God, he always draws close to you. 
You may end up being just like David who says, I know the Lord is always with me. He will never leave me. He will never forsake me. Cry out to him. Seek him. Let's pray. Father, I ask you in in this holy moment that you would reveal yourself. Reveal yourself, Lord God. Whoever's watching online, Lord God, speak to their hearts. Whoever is in this room, Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you would just draw us closer to you. That we would want to experience that intimacy with you, Lord God, in your presence. Thank you, Lord God. Is that you this morning? Do you want to feel the presence of God in your life? Do you want to know, you want to experience that intimate presence of God in your life? If that's you, would you just lift up your hand? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you are always faithful. Whether we feel it or not, Lord God, we want to pursue you with all of our hearts. We'll open up your word and seek you. We'll we'll open up our hearts to cry out to you. We'll open up our lives to let you in. We'll let your spirit guide us and direct us. God, I pray that there would be times where we would just be overwhelmed by the power and stunned by your presence, Lord God. And I pray that there would be an infinite amount of time where we see you in the sunrise, that we would sense your presence in a relationship, Lord God. That we would see you working in our our Bible engagement group, Lord God. That we would feel you as you use us just to bring a word of encouragement to someone who's hurting or feel you when someone encourages us. God, help us to see you. Experience you in big ways. And God, help us to recognize that you're always there, even in the small, even in the seemingly meaningless times, that you will never leave us. So Lord, as you reveal yourself to us, direct our hearts to do your will in everything we do. God, help us to know you. Help us to experience you. Help us to draw close to you. Because as we seek you, God, we know we'll find you. Thank you, Lord. And as you continue to pray, I might be speaking to some out there that might say, I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't even know how you'd ever experience God or know God. You have no idea that God isn't just a being in heaven, but he's a relational God who wants to be pursued. He's a jealous God who wants our hearts. He's so relational that he just didn't like shout his love from heaven, but he showed his love on earth. He revealed his love by sending Jesus, the Son of God. The Lamb of God who was slain for the forgiveness of sins. 
Jesus, the Son of God who gave up his life, who loved us while we were still sinning. Christ gave his life for us. That's how much God loves you. And when you draw near to him and you call out to him, when you ask him forgiveness, when you ask him to reveal himself to you, he always hears that prayer. And by his grace, he will forgive you today. Wherever you're seeing this, whether you're here or you're watching this online, and you stand there and you say, I don't know where I stand with God, but I want to be forgiven. I want to know him. And today, we're just going to step away from our sin and we're going to take one step towards God. And when you step toward God, He's going to take a giant leap toward you to reveal Himself. And wherever you're hearing this this morning, you want to say, I need that forgiveness. I need, by faith, I step away from my sin and I give my life to Jesus. Those of you who say, yes, I'm ready. I want this forgiveness. I surrender my life to him. Would you just pray this prayer? Wherever you're hearing this or you're watching this, just pray. Heavenly Father, I step toward you. Stepping away from my sin and toward your love. Forgive me, save me, change me, make me brand new. Fill me with your spirit so I can know you, experience you, and share you in all I do. Thank you for new life. I give all of mine to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Heavenly Father, I pray for those who prayed that prayer. Lord, I pray that you would just let your presence be known in their hearts. Let them feel the forgiveness that you've given to them through your son, Jesus, Lord. Let them feel the condemnation that sin brings upon, and let them feel the lightness, Lord God, that forgiveness replaces that condemnation. Father, we thank you. Give them a desire to read your word. Father, to pray and to seek you with all their hearts. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Praise God. Church, before we're dismissed, I just uh, need to say this. If you're watching this online or hearing this on our podcast, if you prayed that prayer and you need help in finding a church where you can get involved in, uh, if you're on the east side of Baltimore County, Baltimore City, let me invite you to come here, Middle River Assembly of God. We are right off of Route 40, not, not too far uh, away from Baltimore City. Um, 
But if you don't live close enough where you can come here, let me encourage you. Uh, get a hold of us. We can find a place where you can uh, love, connect, grow, and serve God. Amen. Praise God. Let us stand and we'll be dismissed this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you. God, that you are always with us. And though we may not always feel your presence, Lord God, you said that if we would seek you, with our whole hearts we would find you. So Lord, help us to live our lives in a way that brings you glory. That others may see, Lord God, your goodness and your grace in the way that we live. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you.